Hello, everyone. I'm Patrick from Cave of the Cross Apologetics, and I'm joined by my super sweet co-host, Lauren, from <laughs> Tulips and Honey. Or is it just tulips now? It's still tulips and honey, but oh, there's okay. only the tulip left. But I mean, I, I really don't want to have to rebrand again. It was tough last time. So yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you're in for something today. I don't know if it's a joy, uh, uh, but uh, we're gonna do uh, something that I've done uh, with Tony in the past. It's it's a one shot where we take a book of theology that we really want to get out to people. Today, Lauren and I have chosen Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Myers, the theologian Joyce Myers. The theolo- the great theologian. Yes. Yes, yes. that's right. The, 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 the preacher, the prophetess, <laughs> the, um, the twister of scriptures. Oh, um, I, well, I might be revealing my hand too soon. Yeah. Is, it, is it Pastor or pa- Pastor X? Pa- Pastor, Pastor X? <laughs> Girl. <laughs> is it Pastor X? You know, because we can't have, you know, like Latinx. You can't say it to be women. We can't genderize either. anybody. Yes. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, geez. Word of Faith was already prepared for that. Wow. Yeah. So this this book, Battlefield of the Mind, it's been out for a long time, but I'm I'm glad we picked it because it's still like a bestseller, even though it's it's so old. It's a bestseller. <laughs> this is a bestseller. Oh, man. <laughs> this, I mean, you know. Secularists are going to secularize, I guess. But so true. Whew, so true. Okay. Uh, so um, what is this book about? This book is about how you have too much on your mind, but you also don't have enough on your mind. Mm-hmm. And the devil comes in and plants bad things into your mind. Right. And you shouldn't think those things. But at the same time, you're sometimes using your brain too much. So mm-hmm. stop it and just let things happen to you. Um, and scripture is, is there, uh, but, but you can just use it however you want and make words mean what w- what you like. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm really not being objective here <laughs> with this. <laughs> no, but you are being honest. I feel like the way that she uses scripture in, in this book is kind of like if you, if you have a recipe that calls for butter, but you use margarine instead, it's not actually butter, but it tastes kind of like it, you know, it's going to be a better recipe if you use the real thing. So she's, she's pulling scripture. <laughs> But they are not actually taken in context. So it is I a can, book. I can kind of believe it's something like butter. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. like she's using scripture. And, and you know how in, in most books that we read, there's there's usually a, a copyright page and it says, you know, something like um, all scripture is taken uh, from the NIV. And for that, you can't use more than like 40% of, of your book in, in scripture. Right. I feel like this this requires no no need of of that copyright claim uh, because it's like I mean th- those words are in the Bible but I don't think they're I don't think they're there and there's a lot of brackets around around words that are like here's the interpretation of it. Yes, yeah, she shouldn't have to pay any money to King yeah. James version for for the I mean if anything maybe an apology should be issued <laughs> the way it was handled. Yeah, even but the King James like, only us are like, yes. Can, can we? Can you use Just a different stop. book? Yeah. yeah, you're making us yeah. look bad, and if you make the King James people look bad, I mean that's that's rough. But that, that, that is, is pretty rough. Yes. At the beginning of every chapter, there is a verse, and then usually towards the end, there's another verse, and it, yeah, not a single one of them was taken in context. It's, no, it's bad. Uh, so I, I guess um, I guess you kind of already understand our 
our plight with with reading this. It's a super easy read. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if if you're if you're getting close to your Goodreads goal at the end, and and you just <laughs> you need that like last book, you're like, well, I'm not going to do you know a ninety pager where um, you know it's 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 taken out of Calvin's Institute and they claim it's a book, <laughs> but it's not really. Um, you know, you're not doing short stories or books of poetry, and you just want to fly through a third grade reading level book that that uh, that will make you go huh a couple times <laughs> the battlefield of the mind joyce myers maybe people haven't heard of her um who is joyce myers lauren so joyce myers is a woman preacher um she is a word of faith preacher so she's she also believes in um the tongues she's, she speaks in tongues she's full-on there's there's not a lot of um teaching that the word of faith does that she hasn't picked up so but she started out a long time ago. I mean, she's, she's in her seventies now. Um, you can't tell cause of the plastic surgery, but a long time ago, she started out as just a women's Bible teacher. So she would have like meetings and eventually that turned into her traveling for it. And now she will preach on Sunday mornings. She's preached at Joel Osteen's church on Sunday mornings. And she's, she's got no qualms about that. She defends that by saying that the people that they're talking about in second Timothy are different than what she's doing. So she is a, she considers herself a woman uh, pastor. Of course, she also believes that she is um, a prophetess that she's hearing from God. So yeah, that's, that's her in a summation. Now, um, obviously she's a multimillionaire with multiple mansions and um, the FBI you know, investigating her to boot. So she's, she's got a lot going on, you know, she's a busy lady, um, but she's, she's not too busy to write this nonsense that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Um, so she was also my favorite teacher, by the way, before I got saved. She really? Was my favorite. Yes. I, I mean, I, and we were talking about this before the show, this feels very, uh, for anyone who still remembers Tony Robbins, uh, that, that those, those, those people that, that, uh, corporations bring in to, mm-hmm. to, you know, pick up the pace for the the sales department and you can be better and you're, you're either scum or you're the best and they'll, they'll drive you, drive you up. Um, And, and this feels like that, but Mm I, I feel like she's just, if, if she was, if she was the, you're all sinners, uh, you you suck, uh, do better. I, I feel like I, I would, I wouldn't be bounced around as much, but I felt very bounced around in, uh, almost like it was a battlefield in my mind of her points. So. <laughs> oh my gosh, mind blown. That's so true. That is actually accurate because there are two constantly two conflicting ideas in this book where she is actually speaking from both sides of her mouth about these issues. And, and it's amazing to me looking back that there is a lot of guilt. Like wait, you can't show it and you can't behave like that because in the word of faith, you have to look like you're constantly happy and joyful even if you're dying of cancer, it doesn't matter. You have to look like you're full of faith, but there's a ton of guilt in that, in that group. Like you just constantly feel like you're guilty and then you feel guilty for feeling guilty because you're not supposed to feel condemned in it. Yeah. And, and that this book really displays why, because there's, there's constantly two things that you're being told. So no matter what you do, you're going to fail. <laughs> and I, I feel like her funny stories about her a failing as a wife, as a mother, as a teacher, it's always in the past, it's always mm-hmm. uh, pr- pretty quickly after she claims to to uh, be saved, or uh, it, it's it's somewhere in the remote past. She's she's not she's never like, and I'm still working on that. The, right. Um, it's it's not a lack of humility, but there's no 
um, th th there's no encouragement to to the women of of or of, of people. It's not even women right. that she's talking to. Um, yeah, the, the people we, she's talking to. You have to, yeah, you have to understand that Joyce Myers is a um, sinless perfectionist. She does believe that she is now without sin. She preaches that uh, not very often because it's not popular, but she does preach that she has no longer um, sinned because once she got it into her head that she's not a sinner anymore, she stopped sinning. So that's why she's not going to, she's not going to mention anything that's been recent. So she, she's teaching that, that you can also stop sinning and that you should be no longer sinning. Gotcha. So it's, it's, it's like turning off the bath. You, you turn yeah. off the faucet. There's still some, some water coming out and then drip, <laughs> drip, drips, and then, then it's done. Yeah. There you go. Okay. As soon as she got it into her mind. So her thoughts, as soon as she thought that she wasn't a sinner, she made it happen. So that's where that Would you say that she's in. using her reasoning there? Because I'm pretty sure uh, Joyce Myers <laughs> later says reason not to reason. Because reasoning's bad. Reasoning is bad. She does. It sounds like reasoning throughout half the book. So I'm not really sure how that works. But. Yeah. I, uh, if, if we don't get to anything else, th those quotes are, are I, 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 I paused where I was at. And I was like, wife, as I, as I call my wife, wife, come listen to this. And, <laughs> and revel in the pain that Lauren has, has made me suffer in. Uh, <laughs> Because uh, weep with those who weep, and laugh with those yes. who laugh, and so That's right. I, I was weeping and laughing at the same time. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe not in the proper context, but who cares about context with this book? I'm, I'm, I'm reading to, this yeah. book. All right. So, what did your wife think? Uh, she was like, "Okay, why are you reading that book again?" <laughs> That's exactly what it's my like, husband for, said. For, for the views. For the views yeah. to help people understand why it's so bad, why it's wrong. I, I feel I feel like we're we're one of those uh, food channels now that just like gets all the fast food and crams it all together, and it's just people enjoy watching us suffer. So yep. hopefully through this and our suffering, you can find yes. joy. Yeah, we did it for click you. And subscribe so that you wouldn't have to. Yeah, click and subscribe. That's, <laughs> That's right. right. Exactly. That's right. When, you don't when, have to when I started Cave to the Cross and I was like, oh, I'm going to help people break down. I didn't realize I would be breaking down <laughs> with some of my books. I mean, we were messaging each other in the middle of this on Facebook, <laughs> like, are your ears bleeding? I'm like, my brains are <laughs> spilling out of my ears. It's just, it's impossible to continue. Two in the morning. I'm like, I'm reading this. And I'm like, I, 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 I just have to Facebook message you. Are, am I reading the right book? Are, are, this is, this is really, I have so many questions. <laughs> so bad because I did read this book whenever I was unsaved and I never picked up on any of the nonsense that I picked up this time so yeah. I'm, I'm really glad to be able to talk about it at least and it's kind of therapeutic um I, I think you you had a a good point when we were talking off the air about her use of scripture as well um because it, it is littered through this she does mm -hmm. utilize scripture uh, but there's a lot of brackets where she puts what the interpretation is or, mm -hmm. or, you know, she's not providing, you know, the whole giant list. She, she's providing one verse and she's, she's helping you. She's helping you yep. understand the context. Is, is that, is that correct? Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. In, in the same way, like we were talking about before we started recording in the same way that the Jehovah witnesses um, help you understand the context so in other words there is no other context besides the context that you're being given so don't don't try to figure it out any differently it, right. and but when you context, go into it with that you know that's that's going to be what you see already yeah 
but that context can change later in the same book with the same <laughs> verse and and it's a different application it, yeah. it, it then has different meanings yeah which is like you know why they always open open up the bible and say what does this verse mean for you what is it saying to you personally because yeah. that's what they are doing it's like origin. Yeah, just like origin. The fruit that Adam and Eve eats, it, it represents represents all of humanity. And, and we're grasping at, at the truth. And, and we fail sometimes. And it's just complete allegorized. And just, it, 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 it's done in a way where it's, it's someone's looking up, uh, how, how do we love one another? Well, let me type in love. Yep. Okay, here's all the verses about love. Um, uh, yeah, I, I like that one. Um, ooh, uh, if 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 uh, you will uh, bow down before me, I shall give you the kingdoms of the world. Hey, look, God wants us to be happy, wealthy. You know what? I should have read that Satan. I forgot. I forgot that that was this, the. Ooh, I better not put that on my motivational cross stitch. Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. And they've done that. I've seen videos of them doing that where they realize that um, what they're what they're actually reading means something different. And they're like, oh, we'll we'll pick a different one. And it's like, <laughs> guys, no, stop. Just stop picking. That's what the devil claims. And we're gonna we're gonna take that back from Satan himself. Yes, and we're gonna we're gonna turn that over to God to help oh him uh, reclaim his kingdom. Right. And I love that, that they say these things and they're quoting Satan. And I'm like, but you're quoting Satan. Yeah, but it's in scripture. Yeah, but scripture says Satan is a liar. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe don't quote Satan would be just to start. <laughs> I mean, just, just to begin with. But I mean, these verses in here, they're not just taken out of context. Like it, she's, she's twisted them to actually be against what scripture says. Like in some, some formats, uh, oh, yeah. there, there's a point in here where she actually is taking a salvific verse making it about Ooh. negative confessions and then telling people not to think about their sins. And if you tell people not to think about your sin, I mean, that, that just ends salvation. Like you, you have to repent of your sins and you can't do that. No. And no wonder I was so confused. Like I was hearing not to consider my sins, not to feel condemned. So anytime I would start to feel convicted, I would have to push those thoughts aside or else I'm sinning according to them. So my goodness, just a jumbled mess of nonsense. Yeah. I have. Yeah. And, and it's, it, it always seems to be Satan's fault where bad things come in and, and you, you can help them along, but it's never, it's, it's never your old self um, or, or there, there's no questioning of, well, make sure you're saved first. Mm -hmm. And here's right. the gospel message. Um, it's just an assumption that, you know, only Christians are reading this and um and it's like, well, you know, maybe there's a battlefield for your mind because, uh, you know, it's, it's, you, you don't have the armor of God. And so it's just, there's, there's no um, idea of, of where, where someone should start. It right. just seems like, well, I'm, I'm neutral here at times. Uh, it, it, one of the first things I highlighted, like, I, I honestly learned, I, I, I tried. I'm like, you know, I, I can nitpick anything to death. I'm, I'm a Midwesterner. Uh, I'm really good at it. I'm former Catholic. I was taught by the best. I, I'm, you know, <laughs> the, the car coming off the assembly line, I, I can find a scratch on that, on that puppy. I'm good. And, and I won't tell anybody about it, but I will, I will purse my lips quite, quite together. In this. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm going to give, 
Joyce Myers, the, the credit she deserves. She's built a conglomerate empire. Uh, she's famous. Uh, you know, uh, 30 million people can't be wrong. Right. Um, Mary can't control her actions. Be control her thoughts. She doesn't control her thoughts because they are strongholds. There are strongholds in her mind that the devil set up early in her life. So, so Mary's saved, maybe, not sure. Uh, but uh, the devil is the one that set these up and, and he has this power and he can just go away with it. And th right. that's what, that's what half this book is. It's mm -hmm. the devil can do this. But then on the other hand, um, there are times where it's, it's because of me, but it's not, it's not um, a sanctification process where, where I, I'm identifying like, you know, Hey, um, I'm, I'm lusting after uh, somebody. And there's a person in there who is like, uh, you know, pray for me about it. And then he doesn't do anything. He just, he just right. wants prayer to, to change him. And it's like, well, you're not, mm -hmm. you're not doing enough. And it's like, absolutely. Like I get that, but isn't the devil putting those ideas in my head as well? Right. And that's where you see the inconsistencies. And I think that's perfect. That was that explanation of like the husband and wife. So she's detailing this, this strange situation where some husband for some reason comes to her about his lustful <laughs> thoughts which is which should never happen we, don't we all go do to that. another right like we, don't go to a woman and tell her about those things go to her, a husband like go to another man like that's such a weird thing but um she she tells him yeah like well you want you're probably not thinking about what you're thinking about and and so you're you know that's why you're still struggling with this but in all the future chapters you say that it's just satan messing with him so it's mm -hmm. not really even his problem then right like and there is that that sense in this church that if you have done something to hurt somebody else in this belief you didn't really do it satan did it and so you're not really responsible oh. for so if pastors are sinning if they are having affairs which happens really you know pretty often in the word of faith movement um, it's not their fault. They were tempted by the devil. And and so we really just need to keep on um, binding that, that mean old devil because he's doing it. But you see that strange, that's that strange thing where you have both sides. How do you know which one you're supposed to do in each place? And, and at some point you think, well, okay, well, at least she's being fair. She's talking about both sides, but then you realize, wait, but both of these arguments are against one another. They don't, they don't match. And it's almost yeah. in every chapter. Yeah. And, and as, as, we reform people do we tend to swing sometimes the other way where we don't mm -hmm. give the devil and the spiritual world enough credit at times. Yep. And so I tried to start out with, with that idea as well. Of, well, you know, we all have blind spots in our theology and um, you know, maybe she's not being clear. Maybe I'm misreading. Right. Um, so obviously uh, what she's going to do throughout a lot of, of this book is encourage people to be in the scripture. And the, hey, I'm on board with that. That's a check right. plus, check plus in my, in my book. Uh, but then she says, but we must abide and in her brackets continue in the, it becomes revelation given by inspiration of the Holy spirit. So it's, it's only the word given by revelation when no, it, it's only the word as revealed by the Holy spirit and as and no longer so right you must abide in the word yeah until it becomes revelation so paul's writing is just out there in, in the dirt and we, we got to come by and be like ah 
but here's scripture right here. Got it. Yeah. Right. So it's like uh, the the same idea of meditation. You're going to sit and you're going to ohm until something comes to you, right? Until like you have that breakthrough. So the idea that that they teach, and I remember this so clearly because it was something that I just couldn't, I couldn't figure out, I couldn't understand. You, you're not reading scripture to understand God. You're not reading scripture to um, grow in your faith. You're reading scripture because eventually if you read it enough, it will create a new revelation in like God will reveal himself to you in a new revelation. So you're sort of um, like, like casting a spell. There's different elements. You have to have certain elements in that. And it was always a very mystical thing, which is why you see the weird pulling and drawing out of it. This is a mystical book with lots of mystical meanings Mm -hmm. and numbers and meanings behind meanings. And if you can just, if you can just find those meanings behind meanings, God will reveal something new to you. And so it's really um, it's almost creepy now looking back at the way that it's taken. She says, right thinking is vital to victorious living. Choose life generating thoughts. Mm. Okay. Um, uh, health, 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 health. I'm choosing health. Health is mm-hmm. my choice uh, and I'm sick. Uh, right. Right. Oh, I mean, again, are these, am I, am I being, am I being too harsh? Am I, am I, is this just I'm taking uh, this single sentence out of context? But right thinking is vital to victorious living. Choose life generating thoughts. I mean, that's, I mean, if that's not Tony Robbins, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you're the best today, be better tomorrow. Uh, platitudes. I mean, it's helpful for some people who who need that motivation, sure. But when she's backing up by saying, um, you know, uh, read read scripture and then. Um, you know, have, have this, this confessional that, that you speak out and only then does, does God work in you then? Right. Like you have to, you have to invite him. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it's jumping to a conclusion that doesn't make any sense based on the evidence that that she's provided. So you think healthy thoughts or you think life, and then all of a sudden you're just going to be healthy. There's, there's no scripture behind that. And so she, she's constantly um, making these points that don't have any scriptural authority behind them. And this is one of them where she's like, if you think life, you know, and she'll, she'll even read, I think I've got it on here. It's like Proverbs 23, seven for as he, a person thinks in his heart. So he is Um, things like this. uh, Second Corinthians 10, four and five. That's a big one throughout the whole book. And, and it's about taking your thought, you know, taking strongholds captive and things to that nature. And she'll take those verses and she'll say, see, this means that you have to take your thoughts captive. And once your thoughts are captive and you're thinking positively, and here's the jump that's illogical and not backed up in scripture. Once you begin to think positively, your life is going to be perfect. Your life is going to be wonderful. Now all the good things are going to happen. You're going to be healthy and wealthy, and, and you're not going to worry about sickness anymore. And you're not going to worry about sin. That's the illogical jump. So it's one thing to say, hey, let's, you know, let's not let our, our thoughts get out of control. You and I would both say the same thing. Like, don't, you don't want to sit and, and just, if somebody cuts you off in traffic, don't just sit there and stew on it, right? Like there's, there's reason, reasonable um, mm-hmm. science behind why you don't want to just sit and be an angry right. person. But the jump that now you'll have life, like, and then they'll even oh, life and life more abundantly because you're thinking positively. That's not a scriptural 
um, point. It's just sort of this illogical jump that she makes. It's like a leap into illogical thought. And then the rest of the book follows. And every single chapter is almost the exact same thing reworded with a different story. Oh, man. So much repetition. It is. I'm, I'm just, I, was, I just kept scrolling through. I was like, I th- I've read this. I, am I on the right page? I've read this. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't say I'm not sick, but say, I believe God is healing me. I believe I'll be all right. And there's not a um, in God's will or... Uh, but we have to remember that uh, scripture also says, um, uh, you know, d- don't say I will do this and that tomorrow uh, or next week. Say if the Lord wills it. So there's yep. there's no there's no God's sovereignty here. It's it's a lot of you you can do these things. And again, uh, if if it's just um, having these these negative thoughts, then you're you're always stewing on it. Okay, I can I can get some some of the things, but she'll say, don't receive condemnation. When you have a setback or bad days, it's not what condemnation means. Condemnation not, yes. means you're getting sent to hell. Thank like, don't, you. Don't, don't don't receive being sent to hell on your bad day. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Think right thoughts and speak them aloud as your confession. Uh, okay. I mean, you know that 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 might be helpful if if you need to motivate yourself in that way. But this this is a a an axiom in in her mm-hmm. model here is. Yeah. Um, Memorize scripture, remember it, remember it, speak it out loud, and then uh, God will reveal to you uh, part B. Right. That's oh, that whoa. illogical jump again. So she's she's starting from one point and leaping to another point without any reason. There's no bridge between those two points. There's nothing in scripture that tells us that if you memorize scripture, God's going to give you more new scripture or reveal anything new. But just like like your these quotes that you're reading is... on the surface they're illogical like you don't even have to dig any deeper than wait a minute that makes no scriptural sense but the sovereignty if if you are a negative person don't feel condemned condemnation is negative (laughs) condemnation is for people who are unsaved and they're going to hell but just the confessions (laughs) thing too she says you want to confess positivity we know we confess our sins we we're not condemned by our negative thoughts but you see, there's there's this mixing of just like you were saying before we started New Age with Scripture. That's all it is. It's New Age beliefs mixed in with Scripture, and, yeah. and that's why it doesn't make any sense. Expect a miracle in your life. Expect good things. Um, there's a quote that I would like to read from somebody else. Are they servants of Christ? I am a better one. I am talking like a madman with far greater labors, far more imprisonments, with countless beatings, and often near death. Five times I've received at the hands of the Jews the 40 lashes, less one. Three times I've been was beaten with the rod. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked a night and a day. I was adrift at sea on frequent journeys and dangers from rivers, dangers from robbers, danger from my own people, danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers, in toil and hardships, through many a sleepless nights, and hunger and thirst, often without food, and cold and exposure, and apart from other things, there is a daily pressure on me of my anxiety of all the churches. Paul, Second Corinthians 11, 23-28. But Paul, expect a miracle in your life. Expect good things. Paul is really you know, speaking at, some at, negativity out there. <laughs> I mean, uh, let's see, three times shipwrecked? At, at some point, Paul, stop getting on boats, man. 
<laughs> How many times do you got to learn that lesson? He's just going around that mountain. Do you see? So like I've, I've heard this. Um, I, I don't remember hearing it whenever I was uh, younger, but I know that they're doing it now where they'll say things like, well, see why Paul is having those issues is because he's speaking negatively. If Paul would have just remembered to speak positively, he wouldn't have had all those problems. So, so they're even taking it to a further extreme now. Wow. Wow. By saying that, that those, yeah, those, see those scriptures reveal what happens when you don't listen to them. But <laughs> the, the sad part is the people who really do get sick and they come to these people and they say, Hey, I gave you money. I prayed and my kids still died. And they'll, they'll all say, whether it's Joyce Meyer or Andrew Womack or uh, Creflo Dollar, Kenneth Copeland, they'll all say the same thing. Well, you just didn't have enough faith. And that's what this leads to. You had negative thoughts. You must have it, it, thought. Yeah, it seems it seems like a math equation to me at times. It seems like on on this side of the equation are your uh, add one prayer, add one scripture reading, add one tithe equals miracle or w- whatever you want or you know God you, you rub the magic lamp and the genie pops out and God goes sim sim salabim and he, he grants <laughs> you that that wish and yep. um. Where the Christian message is about relationship and it's about correct relationship of God's the creator and we're the creatures. And Paul has has one of the most blatant statements in, in all of, of his his Roman uh, um, uh, exegesis of, of, of the gospel message, the great Romans. And he says, we are like lambs to the slaughter. We are being led to our deaths all day long. And if that's God's will, then then so be it. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's terrible. It's not. It's not what we would absolutely want. But we have to understand that we are creatures, and God is a creator. And this is all things are being used together for good for those that love God. Yeah. And she she takes that verse and extrapolates something way different than than Paul is doing. Um, it it seems like it's a uh, oh here's some bad things, but you know in time you'll 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 get over it. And it's right. not a um, no, God, God is using this shipwreck because the, the three people that um, are, are the Roman soldiers that want to kill everyone, uh, they become believers. Uh, right. who, who knows what, what trickles down or, or the island of Crete essentially becomes a mini micro Christian nation because of, of Paul just being there and, and, and doing his, his little trip there. Yeah. Um, and I'm so, sure Paul was, was thankful that God, I mean, not at the time, I'm sure he wasn't thankful that he crashed his boat but i mean if that's what god needed to do to get the gospel to those people paul's going to do whatever it takes to get the gospel to those people so i mean it's clear evidence that sometimes the worst things that happen actually happen for the good like sort of like scripture sometimes says where you meant it for evil and god meant it for good (laughs) which she does she does have that that verse in there but it's always it it's it's god's sovereignty when it's helpful for her, but then it's, it's strongholds and d- devil is putting up physical barriers for her in other times. Yep. Um, expect to receive Isaiah thirty eighteen. He is looking for someone to be gracious to, but it cannot be someone with a sour attitude and a negative mind. It must be a someone who is expecting for God to be good to him. Uh, Isaiah thirty eighteen is the prophet Isaiah telling the, 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 the Israelites who are going to be going into captivity, 
most of you are going to die because you're evil sinners. And there's only a few of you that are going to be the remnant. And here's my warning to you because you can never say, well, we didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't have a prophet telling us. Uh, And also they're going to turn on me and it's going to be really bad. But she's just like, he's just talking about having a sour attitude. (laughs) No, he's going to say that you need to turn and God, these things will still happen. The Assyrians are coming and and they're going to take us away and we're, they're going to destroy the temple because we've, we've fallen away from, from God. And he's using just as he did with the Babylonians, which we should have learned from Egypt. We should learn from Babylon. Should learn from all these times. Should learn from splitting the kingdom. Um, and, and it's, it's just, he, he just means a sour attitude. Oh yeah. No, no, he is. He's talking about salvation issues in, 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 throughout the book of Isaiah and the, yeah. the whole book is about that. It's not, you know, just, just be nicer to each other. It's like, no, uh, um, you know, the, the, he's, he's the, the, the crazy guy and, uh, ringing the bell with the end is near, uh, <laughs> yep. you know, yeah. it's just, uh, be prepared. The Assyrians are coming. Right. But what does it mean to you, Patrick? <laughs> not what is the context, what, but this is something that was consistent throughout the whole, the whole book. And I have, um, several, several times in my notes, I wrote this down that this, these verses are about salvation, not about <laughs> negative thoughts. And, and it seems like anytime there was a verse that has to do with salvation that she mentioned, she twists it into being about whether or not you're going to have good or positive thoughts. And it is sinful in their opinion to have negative thoughts. And she talks about that in this book. She will actually tell you in this book that if you are um, thinking negatively, then you need to repent of that negative thoughts. You need to renew your mind and repent of those negative thoughts so that you can have those positive thoughts again. So it it does create that idea, that picture that um, salvation is good thoughts, not salvation or or sinning is negative thoughts but then like you point out at the very beginning if satan's giving you those negative thoughts then then why is it your fault it doesn't make any sense uh mark 4 24 the more time we spend thinking about the word the more power and ability we have to do it what we get from the word of god what we put into it Mm. there's there's mind-binding spirits there's personal revelation there's no scriptural backing only her teaching, and you should do it because of her revelation to you. I mean, that, that what if I have a personal revelation that conflicts hers? How does, right. is it, is it whoever has the most money in their pocket ends up winning? <laughs> they usually figure out a way where both of them can be right at the same is it, time. Is it, is it Rochambeau? Is it rock, paper, scissors? <laughs> Yours just is for you, and mine is just for me, and anybody else that wants to listen. But I took notes on that too. That mind bending, mind binding spirits. That's chapter six, and yeah. and I was, I was um, excited at least to see here. She's actually showing her cards that she's saying is God actually is literally audibly speaking to her. So a lot of times they'll try to act like it's just an impression on their minds, but in this book she makes it really clear. Oh, she says totally. in that chapter at, yeah. at the end of the book too. Mm-hmm. She gets yeah. transported to to uh, someone she's mad at, and she's she's placed there, and she's watching them be upset that they can't bring Joyce Myers to come speak to them because they're having a trouble finding a venue, and so she's okay physically being shown what, what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's bizarre. Like, that that makes well. First of all, um, if you're seeing things, anybody's listening. If you've ever been transported anywhere else, you need to see a doctor. That's not normal and that's not healthy and you're not really going anywhere else, but your brain's showing something that's not real. You should really see a doctor, get yourself a CAT scan. It's going to be okay. Um, but we don't hear from God audibly today. We read his scripture. He's not speaking now. His scripture is complete. 
but she's able to fit these non-theologically sound doctrines into her theology because she's getting these new revelations. So if you have mind-binding spirits, they're going to like hold you down. You, you can't have mind-binding spirits. You have to have an open mind. And that's sort of where she starts getting into what you're talking about, where she's saying, basically, don't think. You need to open your mind. Just let it all in. She says, and I, this is a paraphrase, but it's the best I could do for a summary. This is a paraphrase by me. It's, it's not nice. Think about what you're thinking about and stop not thinking about what you're thinking that the devil puts into your head. Right. That's yeah. what you're supposed to do. That is Makes the perfect sense. paraphrase. In every single chapter, every single chapter, that, that sums yeah. up the entire book. She could have just written that one sentence and not the entire <laughs> book. But in chapter nine, it, it got really... Um, it got really ske sketchy. Chapter nine was where she goes into the whole thing that we were talking about, where she's actually saying, um, where scripture talks about, so she's quoting the scripture that talks about focusing on things above and not things below. And, and that verse has got a clear context, right? Like we're supposed to be heavenly minded. We're supposed to be thinking about eternal things. And she takes that to say, see, we're supposed to be thinking of all the things that we love, all the things that we want, all the happy things here. That that has nothing to do with this. It was like mind, mind blowing to me. Talk about mind binding spirits. My mind was binded by that nonsense. <laughs> she just, she just completely ignored the context. That's one of those verses that it's clear. It's obvious. Don't, don't focus on things on earth. Think about heavenly things. She switches it around and says, we should be thinking about all the things down here that we want. How, how did I listen to this <laughs> And again, what she says throughout the majority of it is read your scripture, read your Bible, pull your Bible out. If, <laughs> if you got nothing to do, memorize scripture because you can add it to your confession and you're just going to meditate on it and yes, you're Lord. just going to pull that out. Or <laughs> um, I know I'm skipping ahead, but she literally, she literally does what I think we've all done where you spin the globe and you put your finger and that's where you're going to live. Or you open the Bible and you go, God, speak to me. And you're like, yep. and, and the, 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 the donkey shall have 12 grains. And, uh, okay. Well, we're going to, we're, we'll, we're turning more to the back. We'll turn more yeah. to the back. Yeah. And, and right. she, she, she has like, she's, she's angry in a phone call or something. And she's like strumming through uh, some cards that have verses on it. And she just pulls one out and that's God mm -hmm. speaking to her. I, I was like, what? I, I remember doing this when yeah. I was first saved. This this is the the open of the Bible and you just flip to it and you're like You flip through it. That's what God here, wants to tell me. Yeah. That's why these verses are all taken out of context, because that's that's their full <laughs> amount of study that they do. It's bad. But what happens when you land on the one that says, um, you know, and he went out and hung himself? Like what are you supposed to read there? Uh well see, you, you just you just put away the, the bad parts in your life, the, right, the yeah. things that don't follow Jesus and, and that you, you hang it on a tree and then to make sure that they're fully dead, you spill the entrails. Oh my gosh. Did you just become a word of faith preacher? <laughs> uh, that was beautiful. Send $73 and 19 cents for Psalm 73, 19. I, I love, I, I would always stay in one nineteen. Send me $119 and go. 17 cents. Cause uh, how many cents do I want? What, what if I go above, above 99, like, oh, uh, send um, $119 and 111 cents. <laughs> Do the math on that, you guys. Yeah. See how much money you're going to send me. Ugh, does um, it have to be only $100, though? I mean, inflation. Why, why not just go straight up? 
I mean, maybe yeah, well, uh, w- once we add more to the Bible, then we'll just keep adding oh, more smart. chapters. So that's so yeah. smart. Yeah. Brilliant. Patrick chapter 200 says <laughs> 200. Yeah. I guess it is $200. <laughs> um, can, can we please go to chapter 10? Yes, chapter please. 10 was my favorite. Was it's it really? my absolute, it's my absolute oh my. favorite. Chapter 10, a confused mind. Yes. A confused mind. What God leads a person to do does not always make logical sense to his mind. His spirit may affirm it and his mind rejects it, especially if it would be out of the ordinary or unpleasant, or if it would require personal sacrifice or discomfort. Hey, I, I, I get that. I understand that. Um, James one twenty two is given, but be doers of the word bracket, obey the message and not merely listeners to it, betraying yourselves brackets into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. Uh, no, this is, oh. this is about, not about reasoning, but believing oneself to be saved when you're not, it's, it's, it's literally, it's, it, I mean, it's leading up to James two. It, right. I mean, J- James two is, you know, uh, you have two types of faith, uh, one who doesn't exhibit uh, exterior works, and so that faith is dead, and then there's someone that exhibits uh, outward signs that you can say, okay, that person's more likely to have an active faith because they're being changed and renewed. But her brackets, but be doers of the word and not merely listeners to it, but train yourselves, just without the brackets. Okay, be doers of the word and not merely listeners to it because we don't want to betray ourselves, because that type of faith is dead faith. And I should mm. make sure that I am a, a saved believer then. And so right. I should be a doer of the word, but she said in her brackets, she says, but obey the message and not merely listen to it. Uh, but then you would have deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. Right. Oh, okay. Why, and why is she adding the brackets as in she's interpreting or is she adding the brackets as in she's saying, this is what God revealed to her. Because I, I never did understand that, even when hmm. I was in the Word of Faith. But you have to take their word for it. Um, if you ask questions, and I can tell you this from experience, if you ask questions, then you are considered a doubter. That you, you've you've been doubting. So you are um, really, really not just looked down upon, but there's like a lack of trust in you from that point on. That you you dared to question the great prophet Joyce Meyer. <laughs> so, so, so I can't. Really I, can't. I couldn't ask. I couldn't ask. Is is she saying? Um, betraying yourself, the, the, the word for betraying yourself here is um, into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. That, that's the, the Greek that she's parsing out? Or is that her personal revelation that God gave to her to give to me? Uh, but that might change later. Right. Yeah. So it's I, ca- that, I can't, it's, you can't, I can't ask do those. questions like that. No. Oh. And, and well, most of the time, it's just, especially because I was younger, it was just like an annoyance. But once I started to get older and I was asking questions, it was almost like they were, the opinion was, you're old enough now to not need to ask these questions. <laughs> Just have faith. Just believe. Stop asking questions. Stop using your mind. Stop Ooh, reasoning. Well, oh, well, do I have a word for you? Oh, give me the word. <laughs> reasoning is dangerous for many reasons. But one of them is this. We can reason and figure something out that seems to make sense to us. But what we have reason to be correct may still be incorrect. Mm. That, that whole statement uses reasons, by the way. The it Apostle is. Paul said in Romans 9.1, I am speaking the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience, enlightened and prompted, brackets, by the Holy Spirit, bearing witness, bearing witness with me. 
Paul knew what he was doing uh, and he knew he was doing the right thing, not because his reasoning said it was right, but because it bore witness in the spirit. No, no, that, that's oh. not at all. No, mm-hmm. fail, absolute fail. Uh, see, she just jumped to that though. Like there's no reason for her to actually believe that. If you're reading context or you're reading even commentaries, there's no place that you're going to find that in 2000 years of church history. It's just something that she adds. And it's a complete leap from logic and a complete leap from the text. It makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've, I've done a really deep study on, on Romans nine and who, man, I, I had to go back to my notes and was, did I even get remotely close to that? No. <laughs> and I, I felt good in, in what I had said to high schoolers about Romans nine. Right. I don't know about you, but I want God to reveal things to me in such a way that I know in my spirit that what has been revealed to my mind is correct. So again, the dichotomy of uh, spirit and mind, which Francis Schaeffer and Nancy Piercy would not approve of having this dichotomy. I don't want to reason, to figure, and to be logical. I don't want that, again. Rotating my mind around and around an issue until I'm worn out and confused. I want to experience the peace of mind and heart that comes from trusting in God, not in my own human insight and understanding. There's no brackets in that one. So so, is this the type of revelation we see in the prophets and the apostles? The apostles and prophets like, uh, you you know what, uh, King David, um, that that man was you, I believe. Uh, I'm just just a mouthpiece for for God here. Um, hopefully, Hopefully that makes sense to you. I'm not quite sure what that means, but that man was you. Okay, I'm going to leave you with that. I'm, I'm going to go back to bed. Yeah, good luck interpreting that. Yeah, have fun. <laughs> but don't use your reason. We, right, it's a completely un, 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 a little, it's completely unbiblical the way that they do the prophet, the prophet, prophesying. They just sort of give you a random word and you're supposed to just figure out what it means. But yeah, it's definitely different than the Old Testament prophets that were like, you know, judgments coming, guys. Probably this seems like yourself. like sunbathing to me. It seems mm-hmm. like they just stand there, arms outstretched, and just let, letting letting the words of of God in some fashion just wash over them. Mm-hmm. They'll get something in their head, and there's not like, and then we must check it against the word, of course, right. because that's the the only way that we can know that it's not an evil demon that's we have to check satan's strongholds this might be a satan stronghold he's telling me to to give up my life of of work and 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 eat nothing but jelly bean sandwiches that's from god or is that or is that a stronghold from satan well i I just i just want to know it i i don't want to reason I, i just want to be able to experience the peace of mind and heart that comes from trusting god should i should i sleep with my girlfriend I, I feel good about this. Yes. Thank right. you. No, no need to, to do anything else. I feel good about it. Uh, I have peace of mind because yep. uh, I'm, I'm going to get a piece of something and I'm, I'm good. So, <laughs> that's just so that, exactly that, that's what all, they say. That's all we have to do. right? That, that is the logical. And, and, and this, this one isn't this. like, this one isn't us like taking things out of the context. Th- this whole chapter is about like how we shouldn't reason. Yeah. And it's not, it's not like a, a, a turn of the phrase or anything like that she just literally comes out and says um through a lot of reasoning don't reason i've spent so much of my mental time reasoning that when i gave it up (laughs) this is this seems like something i would make up 
I spent so much time of my mental time reasoning that when I gave it up, I had to become accustomed to my mind being so peaceful. That's what happens. (laughs) For a while, it seemed boring, but now I love it. While I used to run my mind all the time on everything, now I can't tolerate the pain and labor of reasoning. Oh, geez. Direct the pain quote. and labor. As a, a direct quote, chapter 10. I don't know pages because I got the digital copy, but <laughs> that's that's right in there. Th- that sounds like something that I would say to make fun of somebody. Yeah. Seriously. that It's out there and it's open and it's honest and it's completely contradictory to the idea of the entire book because if you can't use your reason to understand what she's saying, then you shouldn't be reading this anyways. Why, why even read it? Just so shut the she, book, she meet, walk away. She meets up with, with Richard Dawkins and, and um, <laughs> he, he says, you know, uh, you just worship a magic sky fairy. And she just goes, I don't know how to respond to that because uh, I've just spent so much of my mental time reasoning. So I gave it up. Yeah. I had to become accustomed to my mind being so peaceful. So, so peaceful. be gone. Yeah. You're, you're, you're clout. You're, you're, you're filling my head with too much of them thought bubbles. Oh, them thought bubbles. Seriously. That's a lot of work to try to understand. I feel like if I read this and and was like, and this is why we can't give women the right to vote. This would would be fall completely in line with like anti-suffrage movements. (laughs) Just just the women, they they have these thoughts. (laughs) You got to think, like, I can't even believe that this hasn't been a thing. Now that you mentioned that, like, how has this not actually come into um, the feminist movement that they haven't attacked her for these things that like we need to, I think if she was just talking to women, they would have. Like, you're telling women to to not work, don't worry about working so hard on thinking, you know, don't reason. That's a lot of labor. I bet you that would have been a big thing if she was just talking to women. But unfortunately, she thinks that it's okay to also teach men scripture, and this is what she's teaching them. Um, it's it's not much better from there, but it is completely contradictory because up to that point where she actually just tells you to stop using your reasoning, she's actually reasoning with you that you need to stop using these negative thoughts yeah the whole the whole book is trying to break break it down for you to say like do you have this negative thought find satan uh mm-hmm. are, are, are you experiencing uh negative personality don't receive condemnation it's uh it's almost like reasoning <laughs> why am i reading it's this book like that is it for a thing am i supposed to get something out of it well guess Wait. what so, sorry hun but that's reasoning it may not be the best reasoning but you're, you're trying to do something Right. I mean, she says reasoning is not the normal condition in which God wants our mind to reside. So it, it's, it's again, one of those things where she's just, she's making it up. She's well, just saying when, these things. There's no scripture. When your husband tells you that you should buy nothing but steak for him, and, and that's all it is, don't have that thought because you're not in a relationship with your husband. You, you should just let your, those pretty little thoughts just go one in here and right out the other. <laughs> And you just go hop on down to that store and don't forget yeah. your mask now. Don't forget your mask. And, and my mask. You, mm-hmm. you buy them, them, them mistakes. Yep. What, what if we don't have the money? Because God doesn't want mistakes. you to think. <laughs> God doesn't want me to think. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> that's so clear. bad. It's so he bad. just wants you to obey. That's what she's saying. Yeah. You, you need to be saying. an autonomous robot. That there, there's no there's no reasoning. Uh, mm-hmm. When 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 um, Abraham stands above uh, Sodom and Gomorrah and says, God, I'm, uh, let me ask you this. If there are 10 righteous people, uh, you know, uh, he walks through it. He, he's not, he's not rebuked. He says, you know, for, for the sake of the 10, I would. And, and he is in complete subjection of having this relationship of creator creation and, 
And the, the, that's the beauty of, of the whole um, unity of the Christian message in, in both Testaments is mm-hmm. that God enters into a relationship with us. If you, if you marry a person, they're like, all right, now you can put them, them bookshelves away and you just, you just, you just do what I say. Right. I, no one's going to look at that relationship as a good relationship, but exactly. That, chapter 10, if, if you, if enjoy paying for this book, if, if you ever want to, and just head on to chapter 10 and these are direct quotes. I, I, I took none out of context. These were, yeah, no. these were full it's completely in context with what she's saying. Like that, this is literally. Um, but the crazy thing is that the book doesn't stop here. Oh, gosh, there's no. there's 25 no. chapters. It, it's it's one of the reasons why I kept messaging you, and I was just like, you know, <laughs> at some point I'm just going to break up our friendship because <laughs> this this is this is thumbscrews. We can't be friends anymore because we <laughs> rejoice liar. I was really helped by reading this though, because I've, I've wondered why whenever I got saved, why I was so confused by every little thing, like why everything seemed so strange to me. And I read this and I was like, this is why nothing made sense because I was told to shut my mind off, stop reasoning and just, just let God speak directly to you and, and you'll hear him better. But also don't check to see if you're hearing from Satan and said, but Satan speaks yeah. to you, but you you can't think about it. But you can only think about it after he's spoken to you. Right. It's very confusing. Well, I, I wish you would have listened to Joyce Myers in chapter 11 because Joyce Myers in chapter 11 would have told Joyce Myers, I would not have appeared to be ministry material, but God chooses the weak and foolish things of the world to confound the wise. First <laughs> Corinthians one twenty seven. I mean, that's not what the verse means, but she just literally called herself like weak and foolish things. Preach, <laughs> preach it. Jesus. <laughs> An you know, statement, game recognizes game. Uh, you know, oh my I, goodness. You, yes, uh, I, I, this needs to be a, a the doors. Uh, uh, you know, stenciled on the door of, of, that people walk into our church. Yes, this needs to be the quote on the book. It does. That that, that is the book right there. That oh. is. This book is foolishness. It really makes no sense. It's just complete. Why even continue after you just told us not to even think about things? But yeah, chapter 11 is all about making sure that you don't have a doubtful or unbelieving mind. And again, she's got lots of scripture in here. Just kidding. There's a couple of them. She's using them completely out of context, telling you a story and then moving on to the next chapter. And each and every chapter is exactly like that, where it's it's the same thing in a slightly different way with another verse taken out of context and another another story from her life. And it just, it continues like this. It's, it's amazing to me that anybody could take so many scriptures and make them about themselves instead of what they're actually about. Yeah. Uh, Abraham had a good attitude about his situation. (laughs) And as a result, the devil could not keep the blessings of God from him. God gave him even more possessions than he had enjoyed before the separation and blessed him mightily in every way. Um. No, uh, God, God said he would, and that, that's, that's what happened. I mean, right. you know, it's, Abraham had good attitude, but he, he also didn't sometimes. Yeah, and yeah. his attitude did not change anything at all. It had nothing uh, to do with the story. Numbers 22 through 4. It is easy to see from their own words that the Israelites were not trusting God at all. They had negative failure attitude. Uh, this is about them not having water and food. They decided that they would fail before they even really got started, simply because every circumstance was not perfect. They displayed an attitude that came from a wrong mindset. Bad attitudes are the fruit of bad thoughts. 
No, this is active rebellion, lady. This, this is people rebellion. saying we need to go back to those who have enslaved us, and they might not be too happy, but uh, they're going to give us food and water, right? Bygones be bygones. Hey, sorry about the death of your firstborn, uh, uh, master. We're, we're, we're good. We're good now, right? Right, dog? Tap it. Max, no, seriously. How do you get from the actual text what she's saying? It, it, it's, it, it's unfathomable to me. I just need to stop trying to reason so that I can actually understand where she's coming from. Many people never see the answer to their prayers because they negate what they have asked for with their own thoughts and words before God even gets a chance to work in their behalf. Oh, boy. So good thing we can foil God's plan. Yes. Hey, we we God named it, we claimed it, and we easy. went, boy, I, I sure hope that works out. And oh, yeah. God's like, oh, sorry. Good job, guys. All done. You did wow. it now. So, sorry, Doubting Thomas. Get out. <laughs> Thomas, oh, my gosh. <laughs> It's such a weak God in comparison to the actual scripture that he can't do anything unless they are positively speaking. Oh, he's a genie. Uh, yeah. And we realize from Aladdin, as, as all good uh, theology goes back to, <laughs> is that the genie is, uh, uh, and Jafar is um, confined to the lamp. He is he's a slave. And that's exactly what this makes God. Yep. He's, he's unable to do things. Um, Satan has these binds. You're able to do something with them, but God's not able to. Um, but only then if he speaks revelation to you and then you still might not do anything about it. And God's like, well, nothing I can do about that. Good luck. Yep. Sorry about that guys. But he, and I've heard them say that he, that God can't act unless you give him permission to act. So they really do believe that without this, that that there's nothing that's going to be able to happen, but it's, it's the, um, it's the constant pattern in this book without those positive thoughts. But then I keep going back to if you if you can't reason, how do you have positive thoughts? You just let it flow over you. Let it flow. <laughs> and and the third part of this book, I, I had no notes for the third part because it's all this wilderness mentalities. And it's just like, well, yeah, the Israelites are screwing up. And and I just I just put the word. Ugh. <laughs> that's your notes for the third part. That, that's all I have for for part three. I, I literally have nothing else because I was like, I, I, how is this book still going? Because right. I've, I've, I've read the same thing over. Yeah, and then, it, and then it's she, impressive how many times she can repeat the same thing in a different way. God began to show me the situation from the viewpoint of the people involved. They would have been unable to locate a building in which to hold the meeting. God showed me how disappointing it was to them. They were counting on the meeting, looking forward to it with great expectation, and now they could not have it. So God transported her, showed her this, this group of people and what they were feeling. That, that's nice of God. We're just, right. we're just quantum leaping. We're, yeah, we're, we're Scott Bakula in quantum leap. We're, <laughs> we're writing what was w- once wrong so that each time our next leap will be the leap home. Oh boy. This is, this is bad. <laughs> this is just not good theology though. It's great science, science fiction, but it's I mean, bad th- this, this seems like what, uh, you you learn it at the higher OT levels for Scientology, where it's like yes. you can move things yeah. with your mind, you can mm-hmm. be a pyrokinesis, and you can leap into bodies uh, and and understand how people are feeling. Right. OT Which, level thirteen. OT level thirteen. That should be like a video game. <laughs> As you progress in the video game, you get more. Oh, great, powers. Zenu. 
Okay. Hear the words of Joyce Myers. Oh my goodness. If you have a person teaching like this, that is so similar to all these cults, there's got to be some point where people stop and say, wait a minute, this is not good. But I've talked to people who love Joyce Meyer and I've pointed out the things that she teaches that are similar to the Mormons, that are similar to Jehovah's Witnesses, that are similar to Scientology. And they just sort of say, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then they go back to reading her books and listening to everything that she has to say. So it doesn't really help, but it does go through um, all the other chapters. There's just like you said, the, the same exact thing repeated over and over again. It's it's all about the um, the condemnation of a person for thinking bad thoughts. And so the the latter half, the, the end of the book, really impressed on me the opinion that they have about negative thoughts. Negative thoughts are their sin. When she says condemnation, she's talking about like, don't feel condemned. If you had negative thoughts, it's okay. You can repent. You can renew your mind. When she says when she says these words, which is talking about the battle of the mind, she's literally, this is literally the battle for your soul, in her opinion. Like, you will not be whole and complete in the Lord until you can stop having these negative thoughts. But the reason you're having these negative thoughts is because Satan is there and also don't think. And so it just continues. It progresses just into this um, really it makes me anxious reading it. I'm just I'm reading this and I'm like, no wonder people are so downcast that in this group, they're so, they're so down all the time because they can't, they can't work through regular emotions like normal people. You can't just work through the fact, okay, I didn't like that. That bothered me. Why didn't I like that? How can I make it not happen again? You have to just act like nothing happened and just try to be positive about it. That's crazy. Right. Yeah. It's, it's just insane. Well, I just know that we, can't be like the Israelites wandering in the desert, but sometimes we can be because then we're sometimes like Moses and other times Aaron, <laughs> but sometimes we're not like Aaron. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that, that, that third part of the book, the, the, the wilderness mentalities, you, you yeah. shouldn't have wilderness mentalities, but then other times you should have. You should. Yeah. Sometimes you should be, you know, walking around that mountain until you learn other times. <laughs> You should be the one uh, they, leading. They walked around this, the city of Jericho until it fell down, and that that city of Jericho is is all all your negative emotions. Mm-hmm. It's your it's your sin. You just need to keep walking around it and and do what they were doing, which was singing songs and and the word Positive of the Lord. Thinking, just just confess it in your your confession, and and you're you're good. Right. No. no no focus on relationship. There's, yep. there's just, it, it seems very, very utilitarian. It seems like yep. it, it's, I, I go back to that math equation of like, if you mm-hmm. do these things, then it'll lead you to this. Um, and, but it doesn't always. Right. That's the problem. And so you have that, that same, that same battle in the book that there's going to be times and at, at some point in these other chapters and I had it in my notes, but I didn't write which chapter it is. She actually deals with the fact that um, somebody came to her once that was not receiving what they had been so positively thinking about. And Joyce said, well, you know, you might have to prepare for the fact that you don't get this. And the woman says, back what? To her, isn't that negative thinking? Whoa. And Joyce well, says, well, you have to be, you know, prepared. It's okay to, to have a mind that's, that's like settled on, on things. She uses a really weird word for it. I can't remember now. But so she's taking a quote from scripture completely that has nothing to do with thoughts or anything like that. And basically saying, it's also okay to be reasonable. Like, it's okay to expect that not everything's going to go your way. But the entire book is about not doing that. Like the whole book is about not doing that. And then she says, but also it's okay to do it. So it's a very confusing thing. Like I, I just I hope feel she doesn't give us reasons because I, I just need to believe these things. You just don't, don't try to think. I, I just it. need to have peace about them. 
Yeah, no. Which I've only that's... learned that through my reading, which I use my reading comprehension, and that's my reasoning. So. Oh shucks. Or my list. Can't use that. Yeah. No, you now you have to reread the whole thing. <laughs> Start over. I hope this was at least helpful for anybody that that was wondering about this book yeah. and why it's this book is a, a plus a, 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 a check plus a check plus I, yeah a check plus mm-hmm. Th- yep. that's that's a- the grade that I would give it because wow. um uh it's like whose line is anyways where everything's made up and the points <laughs> don't matter <laughs> that's Joyce Myers for me and who knows maybe, maybe this is a one-off book you say this is best but you know uh I, I like Godfather three and a lot of people don't. So we, we all have different opinions. And um, Oh, you, you think that her other books aren't like this? Cause uh, uh, let's just say that uh, they're all the same and I never have to read another one again. There you go. Uh, they are all the same. They're all, they're all dealing with the exact same thing. Um, and then telling you in the same way, but with stories of her own. So I read several of her books back whenever I was um, not a Christian and I hated reading because I'm not very good at it, but I read them because I was told that if I didn't, then I would be missing out on a blessing. So, um, yeah, wow. these, these books. Th- th- I mean, that that is like from Scientology. That's like mm-hmm. the, you need to spend $7,000 on this book set that yep. up- updates every year. And you have to get that new book set because they've, they've slightly changed the words. And if you don't get it, are you, are you really, are you really wanting to have Xenu remove right. the thetans in your bodies because it doesn't seem like you don't oh my goodness i'd hate that just for when so Elrond Hover comes back to this mortal coil that i i'm gonna have to tell him oh jeez, that sounds so made up <laughs> it doesn't sound like a real thing i can't believe it's a real <laughs> thing jeez that is exactly how it feels though but instead of seven thousand you know just like seventeen dollars Instead, well, so you know, at better. least at least this version of Christianity is a little bit more. You know, it's that no one's forcing you to give them one hundred nineteen dollars and one hundred eighteen cents. <laughs> Just that everybody that you love will die if you don't. Oh. So <laughs> think about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what have we learned? Other than this was really fun. Uh, it was funny. Uh, there were very few times that I had to stop and read them to my family members uh, because I couldn't actually believe I was reading this. Um, But this is, could, could we even say that someone who would take this seriously is, is a, a true Christian? Can, can, can we believe these things and also be saved by grace alone through faith alone and Christ alone and, and be good or is this completely antithetical to to the gospel where it it believing this doing these things keeps us out of the kingdom if you believed everything in this book no you would not be able to to say that you're actually a, a christian because she actually says not to focus on your sins so if you read this book as not a christian and you read the whole book and you leave it and you say good now i'm a christian you you've accomplished nothing because in this in this book, she literally says, do not think about your sins. Don't focus on your sins. You're not con- you're not condemned. You don't want to focus on that negativity. And so um, the opposite of scripture is in here. Like the opposite of the gospel is written in this book. So I would say if you, if you could read this book and not have a problem with the fact that she's telling you not to, not to repent. Repentance is something that doesn't just happen once. Like you, yes, you repent at the beginning of faith. You 
repent and put your faith in Christ. Repentance should continue on after that. You should also be continuing in, in repentance. Right, right. And and this book teaches the opposite. I, it's it's complete that that one portion. Everything else is nonsense, but that one portion is actually her like straight up heretical, damnable heresy because you really literally are teaching people not not to do the very thing that that leads to salvation so i think just that if that wasn't in there i would be like you know you could read this as a new believer and be kind of confused it wouldn't be that big of a deal but if you get to that point as a new believer and you're not like wait a minute but i was just told to repent then then i'm not i'm I'm not sure if you have heard the gospel correctly that doesn't mean that you're not a new believer maybe you heard the gospel and don't understand it fully yet but if you've been in the faith for 10 years, like I had whenever I was reading these books and you don't get that that's, that's completely and totally against um, the gospel, then it might be time to maybe just maybe um, work through your faith, work, work through your salvation with fear and trembling. Just an idea. Yeah. Pick up another book. S- Stephen Furtick, uh, probably. Oh, uh, those are pretty expensive. So, so, Got a cheaper Something option. from IHOP. I, 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 well, <laughs> see, I, I, I sit slightly off key. Keter. So, you know, maybe if I put, put one under my foot, it'll, it'll lengthen a little bit and I'll, I'll be good. <laughs> you just need some Todd White attention on your leg. Oh, <laughs> you know, you know, uh, it's, it's so hard. It's so hard. It's, it's difficult life. It's true. It's thinking negatively. As long as no one kicks me in the chest, that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> Cause you know, I, Unlike unlike these uh, um, uh, people who never sin anymore, ah, man. Sometimes I sin. I really I, being kicked in the chest seems not, not so fun. <laughs> but you know, at the same time, maybe I wouldn't do it if someone <laughs> kicked me in the chest. And I'm an old old woman. Don't kick people in the chest, and also um, don't wear biker boots because that, that would be even more painful. <laughs> Hopefully, this is helpful though. Uh, thanks for letting me join you for this this one off book thing. Yeah. Fun. That was a lot of fun. So um, where can they find you? Me? Yeah. You, you can't find me. I'm not, I'm not pointing the wrong direction. I'm not anywhere. I don't know how to point in this thing because I've moved it and now it's in a weird spot. I can't, I can't point. I'm, I'm at different places. There, there you go. And, and, and would you happen to have a Patreon? I, I don't see that on oh. there. I do have a Patreon. Um, it's the Tulips and Honey Hub, I think, is what the Patreon is under. But yeah, I I, um, I, I forgot about putting it up there. But I'm on <laughs> Facebook and Instagram, and I've got a easier name on Instagram now to remember, and Twitter, and of course our website fivesolas.online, Tulips and Honey. Um, yeah, and the Hub. It. Come join the Hub. hub. It's and so much fun. Share your your best pineapple recipes and uh, <laughs> um, your your best techno versions of false teachers. <laughs> Yes, there you go. The techno stuff. Oh my goodness. My husband, <laughs> he posted that and then he had to take it down because the guy edited it and his edit had curse words in it. Uh-huh. Oh no, I posted this in your group. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he can't help that he edited it. It's okay. Don't feel condemnation. Just just yes. let it let it let it go. Right. Forgive yeah. yourself, geez. <laughs> so bad. Well, thank you. And uh yes, uh com for all your true theology book needs. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, you know. We, we we break down the hard stuff, and if I broke this down anymore, um, it, it would no longer be a digital file on my on my computer. So, yeah, right. uh, yeah thanks for letting me do this with you. Appreciate it. Yeah, super fun. Thanks, brother. Yeah. <laughs>